Let's pray together. Oh God, thank you that you are our light and our salvation. We need your light to bring us understanding, so shine your light into our hearts and illuminate your word. Through Jesus we pray. Amen. Well, there's a few questions to ask of Jesus' ministry and calling of the first disciples. Why Galilee? What is the message and who is it for? Simple questions and simple answers, you'll be pleased to know. Why Galilee? Now, we read from the text, Now, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. Or he went to Galilee. Withdrew sounds a little bit like he went, he went there in fear of him being arrested as well by Herod, which I'm sure wasn't the reason that he went. He wasn't frightened of Herod. He went to Galilee for a different reason. I'm sure it was no accident that Jesus chose Galilee to proclaim the good news. William Barclay, the New Testament professor of Greek in the 70s and 80s in Glasgow University, in his commentary about this says, about how it was significant in Jesus leaving Nazareth because it was a sign of closing the door that lay behind him and opening a door that lay in front of him. It was a clean cut between the old and the new. And he said this, into life there come moments of decision. It's always better to meet them with an even surgical cut than to vacillate undecided between two courses of action. In other words, I think what he means is grasp the moment, start that new thing now. And I wonder if that is a word for us in this first month of this new year. You need to grab the moment and start it and make that clean cut and get on with it and stop putting it off. So Jesus made a clear decision to go but why Galilee the most northerly district of Palestine why Galilee well it was a densely populated area for a start it was full of people due at least in part because it was the most fertile area in Palestine according to Josephus who was a Roman historian there were over 200 villages in Galilee each of them having more than 15,000 people in them. That's a lot of people. So clearly that's where the people were and that's where Jesus went. Josephus writes that Galilee was most open to new ideas, saying they were ever fond of innovations, ever ready to follow a leader and to begin an insurrection. So they had a reputation for being that sort of place, that sort of people, open to new ideas. And if there was going to be a revolution, it was going to come from Galilee. The Galileans were also known for their courage, and so this also contributed to them being fertile ground for the new gospel to take root. And Galilee was encircled on all sides by Gentiles, non-Jews. Hence, it's often referred to as Galilee of the Gentiles. 
And it was probably this that helped to make the people there open to new ideas. That, combined with the fact that all main roads passed through Galilee, from Damascus in the north to in, in Syria, down to Egypt and the rest of Africa in the south. So the population was therefore very much multi-ethnic and had been since the Assyrians invaded Israel in the 8th century BC. And then there were two Hebrew revolts, the Hebrew return from exile, sorry, in 6th century BC, and then the Jewish revolts of Maccabeus and Aristobulus in the 2nd century before Jesus. Rather than it be a Jewish ghetto, it was a cosmopolitan place open to new ideas, a great place for Jesus to begin to proclaim the reign of God. As Willie Barclay wrote, Galilee was the one place in all of Palestine where a new teacher with a new message had any chance of being heard. And you can see a map on the screen of Galilee, just ignore the red line, but it just gives you an idea of the sense of the scale. So what was the message? Well the message was simple, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. The message is essentially come to your right mind, think differently, the reign of God is here now. It, it was the message of a teacher heralding in a new word of truth, a proclamation of a message directly from a king. That's literally what the Greek word for preach or proclaim means, to share a message directly from the king. It was a word of certainty. Jesus had no doubt about this message. It was a word of authority. Jesus was speaking on behalf of God, the direct source of the message. It was literally the voice of God. Willie Barclay paraphrases the message as this. Repent, turn from your own ways and turn to God. Lift your eyes from earth and look to heaven. Reverse your direction and stop walking away from God and begin walking towards God. And who's it for? Well, Jesus went throughout Galilee teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. And the first followers he calls to follow are simple, ordinary people, which is an important picture that underlines the truth that life in God's kingdom is for everybody, irrespective of their education or riches or anything else. It's for everyone. But of course, not everyone is interested. But how can we learn from Jesus and help to change that? Well, first of all, we learn to do as Jesus did and we go. We go to our own Galilee. We go to where people are. A book I read recently is called Church Next by Eddie Gibbs and Ian Coffey. And it's an important book on mission in the 21st century. One of the conclusions is that the church in our nation needs to move from being an inviting church to becoming an infiltrating church. They go on to say this, the church will need to be turned inside out in order to bring those outside in. 
It will not suffice simply to invite the seeker to come to us to hear the gospel on our own turf. Instead, the church will have to be the church in the world, gathering for worship in order to go out on mission. Its programs must be geared to equip and support the people of God in their strategic locations where the Lord has already placed them to serve as his representatives. So we go and be church in the world. We look for our own Galilees and we live out our faith life there as ambassadors of Christ. So I suppose we've answered our questions, why Galilee, what is the message and who is it for? But let me close with a word about how, how do we do it? How can we learn best to fish from this story of Jesus? Well, Willie Barclay again in his commentary said that good fishermen need these five characteristics. And I'm sure there are probably many more. But patience. We learn to wait on God's timing. And I suppose a lot of that is to do with praying about it, knowing God's heart, knowing when to go and when not to go. Perseverance. We have to be prepared to not be discouraged. There's many opportunities for us to be discouraged, but we have to resolve not to. And to, like Robert the Bruce and the Spider, try, try, try again if you fail. And encourage to take the risks to speak, the risks to speak the truth and to try to live it out. He said, good fishermen need an eye for the right moment, being wise, spirit-led, about choosing the right moment to speak or act. As Ecclesiastes says, there is a time for everything, there's a time to speak, and a time to refrain from speaking. And then to fit the bait to the fish. Paul put it as being all things to all men that he might win some. The same approach won't apply to every situation. And there will be some times, in some places, some circles where I work well, but others where I don't work well, but others will do better. And then lastly, to keep himself or herself out of sight, to seek to present Christ to fix people's eyes, not on himself or herself, but on the figure beyond. And I suppose I would add another important characteristic is that we do it in collaboration. We do it together in partnership. We fishermen don't go out on their own generally. They never went out in boats on their own in Jesus' time. They needed help to haul in the nets. It was very much a team approach. We need to support one another. We need a good network in order to, to thrive. We need to support each other, encourage one another prayerfully and practically. So let's commit ourselves to doing that and see what happens. Because the message of the reign of God is near, must inspire us and fill us with hope. And it's certainly a message that we have to share with others in whatever way we can.
So let's pray together. We thank you, God, that you are the source of the good news, the message that is for everyone, and that you are choosing each of us to follow you in the steps of Jesus, to know him as our brother and our friend walking with us and giving us the means to share the gospel, the good news, that your reign is at hand. So help us this week, Lord, in our workplaces, in our homes, in whatever situations we find ourselves, to be alert to your promptings and to receive them for ourselves and to share them with others whenever we can. Help us to be good fisher men this week and always. In Jesus' name, Amen.